Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. There's a whole bunch of voting and debating going on in the US right now in a complex, and for us Aussies and possibly many Americans, confusing system that's trying to decide who'll run for president at the upcoming election. Former Vice President Joe Biden on top of the field there with 28% support of likely Democratic primary voters. Former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg took the stage in his first debate of the election cycle and his fellow contenders did not give him the warmest of welcome. Senator Bernie Sanders will win the Nevada caucuses. But recently, one Democratic candidate, Elizabeth Warren, smacked down a member of her own party and it has everybody talking. Today, we're going to look at the woman who wants to be the one to take on Trump. On Tuesday, November 2nd this year, the people of the United States will go to the polls. When they get there, they won't be deciding who's president. They'll be picking the people who will then go on to decide who's the president. The US electoral system is complicated. Voters choose presidential electors, a body of people known as the Electoral College, which forms every four years for the sole purpose of electing the president and vice president. There are 538 of them, and you need an absolute majority of at least 270 to win. But before you even get that far, the system of electing a candidate to run is crazy complex too. After they put their hand up to run, they campaign, and then they do the rounds of the country for what is known as the presidential primary elections and caucuses. They need to win 1,990 of the delegates' votes to be selected to run for president for their party. As of right now, there are eight Democratic candidates. Former Vice President under Barack Obama, Joe Biden, youngest in the field and first openly gay candidate to mount a major campaign for the presidency, Peter Buttigieg, the first female combat veteran to run, Tulsi Gabbard, lawyer Amy Klobuchar, runner-up to Hillary Clinton at the last election and current front-runner Bernie Sanders, hedge fund manager Tom Steyer and the pair of the moment, billionaire Mayor of New York Michael Bloomberg and the woman who smacked him down during a recent debate, law professor Elizabeth Warren. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. (laughs) Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk. Look, I'll support whoever the Democratic nominee is. But understand this, Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. This country has worked for the rich for a long time and left everyone else in the dirt. It is time to have a president who will be on the side of working families and be willing to get out there and fight for them. That is why I am in this race and that is how I will beat Donald Trump. So who is Elizabeth Warren and why is she so fiercely against her same party rival, Michael Bloomberg? 
Does she have what it takes to take down Trump? And is she even in the race? John Barron is the host of Planet America, author of Vote For Me and an honorary associate at the US Studies Centre at the University of Sydney. John, what do we know about Elizabeth Warren? Elizabeth Warren is a really interesting character, kind of overlooked, I guess, in a lot of the attention that's been placed on the two leading male candidates so far in Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Elizabeth Warren, longtime academic. She was a professor of law at Harvard University, amongst other institutions. Her particular academic expertise was in bankruptcy law and look at the way in which bankruptcy law was stacked against ordinary Americans and favoured big business. That led to her becoming something of a consumer advocate. And in the wake of the global financial crisis, President Obama set up an agency called the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau and appointed Elizabeth Warren to head it up. Now, at the time, Republicans in Congress blocked her appointment, so she wasn't able to take up that particular role because she was seen as such a fierce advocate for consumers over the powerful interests of big business and Wall Street. But it it certainly helped to raise her profile, and she went into a Senate race in Massachusetts in 2012, won that Senate seat was seen as potentially a serious rival to Hillary Clinton for the Democratic nomination in 2016. She decided not to run in 2016, although Bernie Sanders did, after checking with Elizabeth Warren to see if she was going to run. And then both of them are running this time. And to an extent, they've been exchanging the mantle of who's going to be the progressive champion of the left-wing socialist base of the Democratic Party. And for the last month or so, Bernie Sanders has had the wind at his back. But we've just got a sense in the last week or so that maybe Elizabeth Warren is staging a bit of a comeback as well. Well, let's talk about that because she's hit headlines around the world due to her smackdown of her new running mate, Michael Bloomberg. Can you talk us through how, because obviously the US voting system is a lot more complex than what ours is here in Australia, but how is it that a candidate can come in after there's already been two rounds of voting to pick who that person is going to be to run against uh, Donald Trump? Can a candidate put their hand up and say, okay, I'm now in the race with Michael Bloomberg? How does that work? Well, all you have to do is get on the ballot in primary and caucus states, which requires a certain amount of paperwork and a certain number of signatures on petitions to get you onto those. So, yeah, people historically have gotten into the race as late as May or June. So anything is possible. And if you've got $63 billion like Mike Bloomberg, you can certainly do a lot with that in terms of spending on advertising and organising volunteers to go around in those states, getting those signatures on petitions. So it's not that hard for him to do. It was an interesting strategy from Mike. Mike Bloomberg, deciding instead of campaigning in those early grassroots sort of retail politics states like Iowa and New Hampshire and Nevada this past weekend and South Carolina next weekend, instead he'd skip all of those first four states and just put all his chips on so-called Super Tuesday, where more than a third of all the delegates required to become the Democratic Party's nominee will be allocated. That's when big states like California and Texas are going to vote. So he's basically said, look, these early states, they're small, they're influential in terms of people being seen as being a winner or a loser, but they don't allocate very many delegates. Right now, Bernie Sanders, after three states, only has 34 delegates. He's winning, but he needs 1,991 delegates in order to be the nominee. So it's not as though he's completely run away from the field. Mike Bloomberg would be hoping that he can pick up literally hundreds of delegates on Super Tuesday, and that's what he's counting on right now. But last week's debate was the first time we really saw any scrutiny of Mike Bloomberg 
after not being invited to previous debates because he's self-financing, he's not seeking donors, he was only admitted under change debate qualification rules uh, for last week's debate. And he was probably wishing by the end of it that he wasn't invited because it didn't go well for him. It did not. And that was partly due to Elizabeth Warren's comments. Why has she come out swinging so hard against Bloomberg? She called him another arrogant billionaire. Is is it really about the money? Because it does take a lot of money to run for president. It certainly does. And candidates like Bernie Sanders are spending many tens of millions of dollars. The difference is that his tens of millions of dollars is coming from millions of ordinary Americans making contributions to his campaign. Uh, Every American can donate up to $2,700 to a particular political campaign under campaign finance regulations. But if you're going to self-finance, as Bloomberg is, you can spend as much as you want to. And in the case of Mike Bloomberg, he's already spent about $440 million on advertising alone. Uh, That compares with maybe 30 or 40 million for people like Bernie Sanders and about 10 or $12 million for somebody like Joe Biden. So Mike Bloomberg, yes, you could argue that he's just buying his way towards the presidency. But if the presidency is for sale, if you can persuade voters through putting TV commercials in front of them rather than going to local school halls and holding rallies and shaking hands and kissing babies, well, some would argue that's just another way of going about winning over votes, the power of persuasion through TV rather than in-person contact with voters. Well, what chance then does someone like Elizabeth Warren have against these guys that have, you know, buckets and buckets of cash? Where does she stand in all of this? If the presidency is for sale, how does someone with not all the money win it? Well, in Elizabeth Warren's case, so far, brief period in October last year, just after Bernie Sanders suffered a heart attack, when a lot of the more progressive voters were suddenly uh, shifting their support towards Elizabeth Warren. She went to the top of the national polls for a few days there back in October, overtaking Joe Biden before Biden came back. But now we've got a situation where Elizabeth Warren is coming second in the national polls as Joe Biden has underperformed in Iowa, New Hampshire. And coming second in Nevada wasn't bad for Biden, but Elizabeth Warren has still been typically in the top three or four as well. She hasn't done hugely well so far. But that debate performance last week certainly suggested that she's in this for the fight and she's not going to be dissuaded. And there's a potential that she'll be able to position herself as something of a compromise candidate between Bernie Sanders on the far left, a democratic socialist, and Mike Bloomberg on the right, who is a former Republican, very much a a capitalist, uh, who has some progressive policy positions on issues like gun control and climate change, some social issues, but he's basically a fiscal conservative who would not naturally be in the Democratic Party, except that he sees the Democratic Party as the way to beat Donald Trump. And all these Democrats, of course, agree that their number one objective is simply to find somebody in this field who's capable of beating Donald Trump. But right now, the front runner, Bernie Sanders, is seen by some as the least likely because he's seen as being almost the Democrats' equivalent of Donald Trump, a fairly extreme character who will polarise a lot of voters and concern a lot of moderates so that they either don't vote for him or they stay at home. Well, that leads me to my final two-pronged question. One is, who do you think is going to win the candidacy for these out of these eight remaining candidates? And which one of those is the most likely to beat Donald Trump? 
Well, right now, the polls say that most, if not all Democrats in most polls, narrowly defeat Donald Trump by two or three, up to maybe seven or eight points in head-to-head matchups. But those polls are notoriously unreliable, and they tend to just reflect who's doing well in the Democratic primaries. So for a long time, Joe Biden was the one who was beating Donald Trump by the most. But as Joe Biden has fallen back in the polls, now it's Bernie Sanders who tends to beat Donald Trump. A week or so ago, Mike Bloomberg was doing much better in head-to-head contests with Donald Trump. But his poor debate showing last week suggests that suddenly his, his poll numbers have come back quite dramatically, which leaves the open question of Elizabeth Warren, who is clearly a very gifted communicator. She's a, a compelling speaker. She has an ability to, without talking down to voters, she is able to communicate often quite complex legal, economic, political theories in ways that relate to people's lives. And it's certainly possible that if the Democratic Party over the next few weeks gets concerned that Bernie Sanders is too progressive to win the presidency and maybe Joe Biden and and Michael Bloomberg are too vulnerable, too old, that uh, maybe Elizabeth Warren will have a second coming. That is certainly what she's hoping to stay in the race for. She's made about $10 million in campaign contributions since last week's debate. So that's been a big boost to her campaign coffers, giving her presumably at least enough money to stay in the race through until after March the 3rd, which is Super Tuesday, when all those states are going to vote. So we're keeping an eye on all of these candidates. There's any number of possibilities And I guess the big lesson from all of this is people can argue Bernie Sanders is unelectable or Elizabeth Warren is unelectable, Joe Biden is unelectable. All those people were making the same argument four years ago that Donald Trump was unelectable until, of course, he was electable. So who are we to say that anybody running against Donald Trump isn't potentially electable if they appeal to the right people? So we have to kind of put our predictions on ice and recognise that in America at the moment, we're going through a political era where it is highly disrupted. The lines of political policies and ideologies have been blurred. And who comes out on top in a little under a year from now is really anybody's guess. If it feels like US elections go on for years, that's because they do. But come November, we're looking at either one of these guys, maybe even Elizabeth Warren, standing on the front steps of the White House. Or the alternative is four more years of Trump. And who knows what will happen from there. That's all for today's Quickie, produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Ian Camilleri. And thank you to Coco Girard, who left a review on iTunes that has been the best description of our show ever. They said, the quickie is presented in a bite-sized way with meal-sized information. That is the best. Thank you. If you want to leave feedback, good or bad, you can in your favourite podcast app, and we promise we read them all.